just everything what you stand for your comedy my husband and I watched that died laughing you are just <laughs> that it's an honor to testify <laughs> you are I just I can't get over it that Thank I'm you talking so to you much. Well, you know, we are, we here at Small Doses are very honored to be talking to you as well. You're a trailblazer. You're a maverick. No, you're not. You're doing. You're doing. We have (laughs) doers here. We have doers doers here. Okay. As as the great Yoda once said, there is no try, only do. There is only do, only do. I mean, like you you, you sang the national anthem. I'm not a fan of the song, but I like how you (laughs) sang it. You know what I'm saying? Like you made it your own. Very difficult to do. We know that Whitney is It's a very is the st- hard song. It is. Whitney is the standard, you know? And let me tell you, let me just tell you very quickly, because uh, I, I never got to tell you this, but the choice to modulate and do a keychain in the middle, a uh, key change in the middle of the Star Spangled <laughs> Bit, honey, that's not a... That's not a casual choice, okay? It, you know, I, like, I oh, definitely... She, oh, she's going up. She's going up. I definitely thought about it. I was like, Lord, you know, this is a one shot. I'll never, nobody will ever do Whitney. Only Whitney will ever be able to do that. But I just, she was definitely, her and Jasmine Sullivan were like my two, where I was like, Lord. I have two. I have little goose pimples because I was like, did she just modulate the SSB? Because that's not a thing. And it's I already was, high enough as it is. So. I was so nervous we, that day too. Oh my god! Like if I could we need describe, you to sing. We need you to sing the We need you to sing the Negro National Anthem. For I really Black. do need to sing the Negro National Anthem. Sing a song. <laughs> but you were going to say something. You said you were nervous that day. Why? Oh yeah. You know. It was just a moment, you know, as you know, we've gone, you've been and had my back through so much of the, the, the racism, how do I, <laughs> the racism, that, that thing. Yeah. And so I, I was like, this is a moment to shut up a lot of these people. <laughs> I'm just going to shut them up right here. Still haven't, well, you know, but I thought well, I was going to say, because it's never about your talent. Mm-mm. It's never like those are the no. same people who are there cheering on the players who are going to play their hearts out and, yep. you know, they're on their favorite teams, et cetera, but they wouldn't let them in their house. No, 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 absolutely not. They would never let you in the house or date their daughter. Touche. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's like it becomes more of just, I feel like if anything, I hope that it silenced some of the less about it silencing them. I hope that it silenced some of the, the doubt that was happening in your own mind. Yeah. You it know, definitely on whether, was. cause it breeds imposter syndrome, even yes. though it's yes. like, it's, it's always wild to me how black folks end up having imposter syndrome in places that we created. 
You know, it's <laughs> the anxiety that I have just every time I set foot on a stage, every time I walk down a red carpet, I just don't know what I'm going to to face. And it's, it's, it's a lot. And for you is, to even mention that- imposter syndrome... Is, is that country music based? Is it being, is it specifically being black and country music? Yes. Yes. So start us from the beginning, because let me just say, like, I think something that's specific, specifically, <laughs> I, sim- I think something that is very specifically unique about your voice is that when we hear your voice, it doesn't sound like, oh, this is somebody who's doing R&B and country music. No. Yeah. Like it's a country you voice. have a country voice. Yes. And so I think that in itself is something that has to be acknowledged and applauded. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not like, oh, I'm just squeezing in over here trying to do some weird shit. No. Like no. it's in my in DNA the, for sure. It's in it's clear. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> in the vibrato. We yes. hear it. We hear it. Yes. So yeah. what what brought because I think a lot of my listeners. I can I know that I know this about my listeners. They ain't listening to country music. Okay? Yes, so, I mean, for rightfully so. There's a reason. <laughs> so there's but a reason. As, as we talk to the first Black woman to ever be nominated for a Best Solo Artist Grammy Award in the country music category, we have to acknowledge not only the history which I want us to get to, but also yeah. just your history and how yeah. you even ended on how you even came on that road. So I know that. A lot of the interviews you do, people already know this this journey, but would you mind just yeah. giving my listeners some insight into your journey yeah, into well, the started. grand old country of things? Well, it first started with gospel. You know, I was I grew up a Southern Baptist, you know, my mom and dad, deacon and deaconess. And Alrighty. I spent a lot, you know, I spent a lot of time in church, you know. And so it started there and it also started on a church trip. We were in Arlington, Texas. I'm from Waco, Texas. And we were in Arlington, Texas. And we went and saw a Texas Rangers baseball game. I'll never forget it. This The announcer said at the very beginning at the national anthem, they said, please rise as 10-year-old Leanne Rimes sings the national anthem. And that was it for me. That was the moment. You know, they say you see it, you can be it. And I saw this girl that was my age. I was like, I want to do that. I didn't think Wait, about, I know, I didn't think Wait, can about. Can I just tell you that I saw um, Anna Paquin win the, the Oscar when she was 12 for the piano. And that night I was like, oh, I'm not going to be a pediatrician. No, I'm about, no. I'm about to be on this camera. I'm not going to be a teacher or a doctor <laughs> like that is what I want to do. <laughs> that Got right you. there. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was for me. And then my grandma, she loved Dolly Parton. So when I would go over her house and she lived in the country and didn't have cable. So all I had to watch were like Southern movies, like fried green tomatoes or Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers VHS tapes. So that's kind of where it started for me. And then I heard Whitney Houston sing, I will always love you and the national anthem. And that was all I listened to my whole life. And then I went to school, I was living in LA and I never in a million years thought, Oh, you know, I can sing country music. Like I loved it and I wanted to do music, but I didn't think that there was a space for me in country music. Cause I didn't see any of me. There wasn't even right. Darius Rucker at the time. Like he just, Hootie. Hootie. <laughs> Hootie had just gotten on the scene at that time. 
And so I was in LA struggling, you know, you know, mm-hmm. LA's it's a struggle. And I was in school LA is and a struggle. And I I befriended this uh screenplay writer who asked me randomly like what I wanted to do with my life. And I was like, well, I want to sing country music, but I don't know how. And she was like, well, you definitely should. It's in your voice. And I said, I know, but I'd have no idea where to go from there. And it was kind of me speaking it into existence. Really. I met a producer that knew a producer that was working with Glenn Campbell. And the next thing I know I was singing country records. Just like that. Just like that. That's very, that's very the alchemist. Like when yep. you state what you want, the universe will inspire to give it to you. It's true. It's true. And I thought it was going to be a, I, it was naive of me to think that it was going to be an easy thing to do. Did you think it was going to be an easy thing? Well, I thought, you know, my, me being naive, I thought, oh, well, I can sing, <laughs> you know, and I sing right. country music very well. How, you know, these people are going to accept me. I've lived in LA, you know, we're a melting pot. Everybody loves everything. So I just assumed that that's what it was going to be back in the South where I'm from. And I was wrong. That <sighs> <laughs> was no, very it just Because it, it, it breaks my heart because, you know, the, the thing about music is that it's supposed to be the breaker of barriers, yep. you know, it's like so mm-hmm. often when we hear conversation, like, uh, you know, there was a conversation the other day that uh, Pharrell had with Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters and mm-hmm. Pharrell was like giving him all these props and Grohl was like, I was a basic drummer. I got all of my skill. I got all of my like drum ideas from black artists. He's like from Sign the Family Stone and... um what was the other example he gave? Uh, damn, I can't even remember. My mom would walk sure. in right now. But he was like, that's where all of that came from. And when you saw like in the 70s and 60s when there was still, you know, Jim Crow going on yep. over here, yep. you're seeing, you know, the Stones with, you know, all black singers with them. Yep. And it's just, um, so it's always, it, it. so anytime I see the the ire that you get, it's just incredibly frustrating to me because I'm like, this is this this is not this is supposed to be a space where that don't exist. Where and it exists. What was hard for me is even in that space. So I finally got signed relatively quickly, which is why I thought, oh, I've got this in the bag. So that's what I was going to ask you. Like when you yeah. got signed, did, were you being looked at? Like, oh, why would you be? Why are you even in here singing country music? You know, there were. I when I was first taking meetings, I did face that. I faced it specifically with um, a record label, Warner, to be exact. You better say the name! <laughs> and I will never forget the guy. It wasn't the president of the label, but it was a specific A&R guy who was known for discovering artists. I remember him saying to me, he was like, well, do you co-rat? Because in Nashville, we co-rat. It was finding all of these things to, like, make me feel like I was inauthentic. So I experienced that. And then when I got signed, you know, I had every, again, like these people cared about me, but it's that fragility thing. Mm -hmm. So they were like, well, we've got to make sure you sound really, really country because all of these people are going to think you're inauthentic. You're not authentic. It's that black woman always got to be twice, you know, twice as good to get half as far. And meanwhile, meanwhile, I was hearing on the country radio stations at the top of the bro country movement where all of these white country singers, male 
singing R&B melodies, mm. putting trap beats in their songs, mm. you know, doing this with their hands and accidental racist and <laughs> Timberlands and wow. all of the things. I had to watch that. I didn't have to, but I... But you witnessed it. I witnessed it. And it was just... And all the while I was thinking, and which is where the imposter syndrome came from. It was like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not enough. Like I, I, so I really need to show these people that I am for country music. And it Mm. just, I lost myself and it was, it was a very, very dark time for me, for sure. How did you find yourself? So my husband called my ass out. (laughs) Gotta love a partner that's gonna do that. Yeah, we were we were at a bar here in LA because we're long distance. He's a lawyer out here in LA, and I would go back and forth. And I remember I was sitting with him one night, and I said, "Why do you think country music isn't working for me?" And he had been telling me this for years, but this day particularly, I heard it. And he said, "Because you're running away from everything that makes you different. You're running away from your blackness." And it just like, woo, Grant! <laughs> it like shot me to the core. And I was like, <gasps> and I looked back and I was like, I looked at all these pictures of me on social media and I'm like, who is this person? What were you I, doing that you found? Like, what were you like doing? Wearing with- floppy hats and bell bottoms and just trying to be big belts belts and the flowy stuff i was trying to be as white as i possibly could to fit in impossible and it's (laughs) you know and (laughs) and it was you know it was a huge awakening embarrassment ashamed all of the things that i could have possibly felt in that time i did i felt ashamed i did I needed that awakening. I need that calling out. And so when I saw that, I like scraped everything, scrapped everything that was off of my social media, anything that wasn't me, I took it down. Wow. And I, and in that moment, I went back to like, I studied black history in college. Like, how did I forget, you know, who I was in those moments? It's so easy. It's so easy. It's so easy. It's so easy. I mean, when I was, when I was transitioning out of music and trying to figure out like, okay, what's my next? Cause yeah. I had like tried to do music and it just wasn't happening. And I it's was like, hard. what's my, cause you feel like you're giving so much and not getting anything. And at some point I was, <laughs> I was like, I, I'm going to drain myself dry. Yes. So I, I felt like there was a, a, a bigger thing pushing me and I was like, okay, what direction am I, so, am I supposed to go in? Mm-hmm. And just everyone around me was like, you got to get the white people to like you. You got to get the white people on your side. You got to be the it girl. You got to get the, you know, and the girl next door. Yes. You got to stop. You can't be talking about all that stuff that you talk about, all that controversial stuff, all that black stuff, because you got to, you know, you got to be mainstream. And it's like, it's not this, that's, I'm not like, I'm not mainstream. I swim against the stream. And what if the girl (laughs) next door looks like me and you, you know, like we're the girl next next door door to somebody. Somebody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, like we're not just out here on these on an island, like right. with people. We, we, exactly, exactly. It was it's it was hard. So, did you have to like let go of your team? Was it a situation where you had to nope. just kind of wrangle them? That's great. So they got it. They, I didn't even care if they got it or not. I was, I didn't 
consult anybody about it. I just, and if they were going to be on that train with me, they were, if they weren't, they weren't, that was it. But thank God they were. But I remember after I had that conversation with my husband, I remember I went to Nashville to write. And in the same week I wrote- To co-write. To co-write. To co-write. I sure did. (laughs) And I wrote- you know, I wrote my song Black Like Me and I wrote a song called Love My Hair in the same week. It was just, I was like, never again will I oh. ever, ever do that ever again. Have you ever worked with Indie Irie? I Is have not. Question? And I would die to, to work with her. You know her. y'all are both in Nashville. I know. I know. I know. I haven't yet. I've yet I'm, to meet I'm her about yet. To, I'm about to make a DM group chat Let's for do y'all it. too. Let's do it. We I communicate on social media. I just love her and everything she stood for before it was the thing to do. You know, and you know what I love about India? India is giving you flowing caftans. India is giving you, India is giving you a head wrap, but India is also giving you like, no, fuck these people. Exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. She, I will never forget that Grammy award, that Grammy season. She didn't win an award. And I knew even then I was like, Mm-hmm. This industry. Well, you know, and that's the thing. This industry is different than the music, mm-hmm. right? How do you, and in your situation, I think it's even greater than anyone else because I know that I, I stopped with music because I was like, this industry is making me hate music. Yeah. How do you, how do you continue? This is going to be. I've hated, okay. I've hated music. I've hated music sometimes, even today, I still do. It's it's really hard. But my mom told me, you know, she said, find a purpose within your purpose. Mm. And what ended up being a, a self-awakening for me ended up being turning into a fight for those after me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the only way that I can right. survive this is knowing that I am completely turning around an industry. And that's something that I haven't even been able to admit until recently because, you know, we've been stuck in COVID. I haven't seen the the change until I've gone to these country music award shows and I've seen Black people in the crowd. I've seen Black people behind the cameras. I've seen Black people in front of the cameras. It's like, it's a whole, it's completely transforming. Well, you know you're being effective when you're upsetting people. Yep. Right? Like, that's the frustrating part. That is you know so frustrating. Being... <laughs> it's like... They don't know the because trauma they... that go you deal with when that happens. Well, and they speak louder. A lot of times they speak louder than the supporters. And that's why I'd be trying to tell folks, like... Mm-hmm. If you really support somebody and you're on the positive side, like you can't just be like, yeah, you go girl. You have to yell it, yep. you know, because mm-hmm. we need it. We need it we so We need bad. it because the negative is so loud. They feel so earnest in their fight to bring you down, you know, that it can outshine the positive that, that's happening so easily. Absolutely. And you have a way bigger platform than I do. So I can't even imagine the daily battles and struggles that you go through. Just like you're doing it for the, you're doing, (laughs) you're doing it for the culture too. And at the end of the day, we're still human beings. We still have a heart. We're still somebody's daughter. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. We're, we're a girl next door. We're a we're daughter. All of like, the we're... Thing, so, yeah. But I, I was really, um, so you share and I, I just, and I know why you do this and it's necessary that yeah. you do this, but you'll share on Instagram. You'll share like, look at this wild shit yeah. somebody said to me. Look at this yep. racist shit somebody yep. said to me. And, um, you know, I chimed in one time and yeah, I, I posted. You, like, you don't even understand what that did for me. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that it did so much because it was a, it was just like, yeah. I didn't even think about it. I don't know what I was. I don't even. I wasn't even like my lipstick was half on, half off. I was like, I need to say this yeah. right now. But what I loved that happened was so many of my following was like, oh, I need to follow Mickey right now. Yeah. Like need we to- need to get into this right now yeah. because um, that's what it's gonna take. It's gonna take like ardent yes. change. People feeling mm-hmm. like this is a part of the because mm-hmm. what you're doing in country music is a part of the bigger work that has to be done right yes. now in terms of not allowing there to be erasure of black history Mm-mm. in terms of, you know, not allowing there to be the, the continued bullshit ass argument against critical race therapy theory, which is not a thing, uh, you know, uh, the, it's gonna, it's a part of the continued effort of black folks yes. to say our lives matter. Yes. Like there's, it's not separate. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's incredible to see you continue to go forth because I know that even for me, like there are black folks that just hate my existence Mm -hmm. that are like, she's not really black. That's not true. That are like, she's doesn't care about black people. That's not true. That she's an operative. That's not true. And I'm like, but I still am going to keep doing this because it's, if it's, it's not for them, if that's how they feel. The people that so know. that's my question for you. Like yeah. when you're making music in country music, and there's all these people within country music that don't want your presence. How do you continue to go forth? Like fuck that. You know, it's <laughs> it's a daily struggle and a daily battle. But it's like you said, the the people that group of people that feel that way is so small but it feels so big because they're Mm. so loud. And, and the way I'm received a lot of times, because when I see that I'm thinking, Oh God, like what am I doing? Stepping foot out here. I can't keep running into a burning house, which Mm. I keep thinking to myself. And then I, a burning cross, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so every time I girl, (laughs) And so every time I'm there, I know there's people that don't like me, but it's not for them. And, and I, here's an example. There's an artist, his name is Breland. He's a black guy in country music. That is an awkward black guy that can sing his ass off, like sing his ass off, write his ass off. And the country music community is embracing him. And he threw a show and he threw a show at the Ryman to raise money for this, um, this charity. And it was truly a celebration of everyone. There were black artists, there were white artists, there were massive country artists that were a part of this, that you wouldn't ever think would want to be a part of this change, but people are seeing that we're better for it. 
and we're better together. And they're, they want to be a part of that. And some of these people are low-key coming up to me saying, thank you for saying what needed to be said. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Do the artists, do you feel like the artists are coming from it differently than these folks on the outside? Absolutely. There's some that, you know, know, they have their, they have their, their following and that's fine. Go forth and, and, <laughs> and do you. Right. But, but you know, it's like you said, the more people see this change, those people that have ostracized themselves are going to start looking like. I'm on the outside. It's yeah, FOMO. It's FOMO. It is. And they're seeing like being in that space. And I mean, I still, you know, I see people that are wanting to be a part of that change, but I'm still seeing the problematic posts on their social medias, mm-hmm. but that's neither here nor there. Well, I don't, you know what, <laughs> let me just say though, I know you got to say it's neither here nor there, but it is here. Yes. yes. <laughs> and it is because we're at a critical time Yes, in, in time, Yes, you know, where a post is no longer just like, that's my opinion. It's like, no, that's your support yes. of a direction that is moving that this country yes. is moving in that says that I don't matter. Yeah. That says that that I am less than that my history and my existence is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So you're not you're no longer just you know there was a time when it was like oh I don't do politics. Everybody's doing politics. Now. Everybody is doing politics and there's very specific types of politics too. I would love for you all, I would love for you to just give some folks some insight into the history of black folks in country music. Cause I don't think people know people. I mean, black people created everything really, but yes. in, in specifically in country music, yes. we, we are not new to this. Mm-mm. First of all, the banjo so, came from Africa. Say it, say it, say it. I'll say it again and again and again. <laughs> the banjo came from Africa. Knock, knock, knock. The banjo came from Africa. Um, when you go to the Country Music Hall of Fame in Nashville, you know, that's the birth of country music, you know? Right. The, one of the first things you see as you walk through the museum are Black people picking on their front porch. And when I say Black people, I'm assuming possibly slaves. Right. Is what it looked At like to share me. Robbers. Something, you know? And, you know, that's what I saw. Um, A lot of the the country musicians, they studied under Black musicians and learned their way from that. So, I mean, we can just start there. And so it's not theirs. It's ours and theirs. (laughs) How do you... You know what? This one I would I would like to know. I know that I feel like you're you have to do a lot of interviews where you have to, you know, educate the interviewer or yeah, they have to. <laughs> this is not that space. Yeah. So okay, what would you want to what would you want to say in this space that you feel like you don't get to say on on a typical interview? Yes, you know, country music came from black people. And why? Um, Country music came from Black people. The instrumentation, it wasn't theirs. (laughs) 
it wasn't theirs. And the, why do they think? Why do they think that that doesn't matter? I mean, it, I it's. I mean, genres were created clearly to create race lines, like what made everybody comfortable Ooh. with what. Mm. And it seems like every genre everybody can be a part of except for country music. That's the one remaining genre in my personal opinion that is finally having its day. You know, what's interesting though, is that I feel like when it comes to these other spaces, it was like white folks matriculating into like very designated black spaces, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this is like, like hip hop is a black space, R and B yes. is a black space, mm-hmm. soul is a black space. But then it would be like, oh look, there's Eminem. Like, oh look, there's Adele. You there's know, JoJo. Oh, look, there's there's Chris yeah. Aguilera. Yeah, there's Tori. Kelly. And there was, and there's been just like, come on in, you know, come on in. And I think for for some black folks though, it feels like, damn, like we get erased even in these own in the, even in spaces that were designated for us because it becomes kind of like this. Um, novelty yep. like oh like mm-hmm. we can get that we can get the black part of it but like in a package that we feel comfortable with yes and i feel and like you know, when it one comes to- makes it every 50 years yes like charlie pride well and so that's the thing with country i feel like they're the numbers are rising in terms of black folks coming into the country space and being like you gonna get you know you gonna get this country and you're gonna get it black and I, I feel like, to me, what is so super dope about you going through that awakening is that was the first time that I'm hearing country songs from a black perspective, mm-hmm. like, in a very clear way. Like, yeah. it's not to say there haven't been black people performing yes. country music, yeah. but in this time frame, in this era, like, I didn't hear Darius Rucker doing, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't hear him being like, I'm a brother. <laughs> no, 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 you did not. Um, that was something that was really important for me. Um, I knew that I was going to get hate doing that, but it was more so country music is our entire country. Mm. And who's to say that me singing about this isn't country music. Country music is three chords and the truth, right? So this is my. Well, that's truth. what I was gonna ask you. Like, what makes it different than R and B? Like, it's, it's I know sonically. Yeah, it's three. It's three chords in the truth. There's not really a difference. Like country music and R and B and soul and gospel. There's a very fine line. It's just been, you know, what this country siphoned off as to like, one race of people. Yes. But it's not that way. Like, there's a lot of Black people that like country music that just never felt that there was a space for them. So why are they going to invest in that if they don't see themselves in that? I mean, I, and I understand it, you know, when, even, sense, even yeah. when I was, I was opening up for a major country artist and was doing an after show signing. And as I was signing a, about to hug a child who was, um, he had down syndrome. Mm-hmm. I went to go hug him. And as I was hugging him, somebody walked by and said, everybody's waiting for the N word. Confederate flags, wow. the whole thing. And so 
my whole thinking was, I will never, I don't want any, I mean, and artists do experience. There's still the Confederate flags. There's still the whole thing. Yeah. There's still people that treat you a certain way because they don't want you there, but that's all fine. But there's power in numbers. Yes. And that was one thing I realized where we've gone wrong is you can't just have one. You can't be the no. lone wolf. You can't have that space to yourself and, and expect change. It's true. You've got it. Do you and the other black country artists, like, do you all talk together? Do you all support each yeah. other? Like, is there any. S- Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. It is a, it's, I think we all kind of are starting to realize like an influx of artists have to make it. It's a cycle. And then the more that are that are making it, the more there's kids out there, there's people listening to this podcast right now that are going to see this and be like, I want to do that. I've always liked to do mm-hmm. that. I've wanted, we, why do they always designate us to just one thing? Like, Kay Michelle's out here yodeling, y'all. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, that's why, like, that's why I like Shonda Rhimes and Bridgerton. She is putting Black people in these periodic pieces, whether they were mm-hmm. technically in that space or not. <laughs> she is like, this is the new normal. And like, that's how it needs to be in every aspect mm. of life. It shouldn't even be a conversation. So... Tell me about when you found out that you were going to sing the Star Spangled Banner at the at the Super Bowl. I remember I was sitting at home, and Jesse Collins has been such a shout out to Jesse. Jesse Collins, that man. I want to do my guy. I want to do for other artists what he has done for me, and he's used his platform to lift up other artists, black artists specifically, like me. And I remember I was sitting at home going through postpartum depression. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like the first few months of baby, it was, it was a lot, but I was also going through a lot of hate that I've never dealt with. And that did not help the situation. But I remember I was sitting there and my manager calls and he's like, Hey, are you around? And I was like, sure. And he was like, okay, I'm going to wait one second. And he calls up Jesse and I'm like, Hey, and he starts singing the, the Star Spangled Banner. And I'm like, what are you asking me to do? And he's like, I want you to sing the national anthem of the Super Bowl. And I didn't think it through and just said, yes. Like, why the hell would anybody say yes to that? That is not. Because when Jesse asked you, he, he always asked. He always asked at a point where you're literally like, I had just got off of an interview where I had announced that I was leaving the reel. And like two seconds after I closed the interview, Jesse calls me. Hey, you want to host the BT Awards? You're like, yeah, I, yeah, sure. I, I was like, Are this, is this an avails check? Are you asking like <laughs> if I like want to? He's like, no, like if you want to, you can. You're like, oh my like, god, yeah. yeah. He's like, all right, I'll call you right back. And I just went and sat on the couch. Like, yeah, that's kind of, yep. What's happening? That's exactly, <laughs> you know. That's exactly how I felt. And I was like, and then it's over. And then you're like, shit, I'm singing the national anthem at the damn Super Bowl in front of Jay-Z. Like, no. <laughs> and Prince Harry. <laughs> well, I'm I'm curious, like, in the constructing of 
um, the arrangement, you know, because you had the choir. Like, how did that all come together? Was that a vision that you had? Or was, you know, this... Oh, I remember I was going through, you know, there's just been a lot that's been going on in this country, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's a huge reckoning, awakening fight. Well, I don't know what it is, I know. but I was determined to show what America is to me. And I wanted to have a choir so that when I, when they watched me, there were the faces of America, whether it was a black trans woman, a girl with one leg, I wanted what mm-hmm. I felt America was mm-hmm. on that, uh, on that platform. And so I was like, I need a choir. I need a choir. It was me. I was singing all the parts. I made the choir, but I wanted them to, to be a part Back of it. <laughs> Back the fuck up. It's all me. <laughs> you, Mariah Carey, this I choir? Did, I, oh, and I like, there's one guy, me and a guy, we did it. Shut yep. up. Those are all if you ever, If you ever need a choir, I've got different, I've got Sister Henrietta. I got wait, 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 Ashley. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, let me, wait. Now, see, you done opened a whole can of words. All right. Can I, can I get a Sister Henrietta note? You know, can I get Hen- a- Sister Henrietta's got that slow vibrato. She's kind of op- you got like that opera opera sounding mm. voice, and she's the like operatic. operatic. Thank okay. you. I couldn't say it. And she's <laughs> like, oh, oh you know. And Ashley, <laughs> Ashley, she can't really sing. She's good, but she's got heart. She's got heart. You know, you always have that one that can't really sing and then has no business being in the choir, but they're in the choir. Yeah. I've got her too. So I have all these different. Wait, let me hear Ashley. Let me hear Ashley, please. Oh, say, can you see? And she's in there. In order for a choir to work, you have to have the different verse. It's true. So there it is. There it oh is. Oh my God. I have never been so happy I yep. asked the question. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I am so impressed right yeah. now. Yeah. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. It's my favorite part. Wait, okay. So there was the guy. Does the guy, did he also have like different? I, so he was, he did his part in Nashville and I did okay. my part just over the computer in my little home studio. Mm-hmm. Just singing in the Pro Tools. Just singing in the logic to be exact. Into logic. Yes. All right. Let's be specific. Yes. Let's be clear. Yes. Be clear. My, man is a, my man is an engineer. Yes. So I understand it matters. It matters. It matters. It matters. So yeah. Oh my God, Mickey! I'm gonna laugh about that. You're gonna for... die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sister Henrietta, so... though. Oh wait, wait. Oh yes, my my vibrato's too fast. My vibrato's too fast. You gotta slow it down. Oh yes, I gotta work on this. It, it matters. It matters. I gotta work on Sister. Henrietta, you gotta work on honey. Sister Henrietta. That is funny as hell. Y'all, so y'all need to hear, y'all need to understand, like, true singers, the instrument is the voice, Yes, you know? Yes. And you are completely illuminating us, illuminating <laughs> that for us. And also, just illuminating your mastery. Because let me tell you, 
Motherfuckers can barely sing as them. I know. I okay? know. A lot of folks can barely sing just as their own self. Like, that. just holding on to that is enough. You out here with a whole <laughs> choir. I mean, <laughs> a whole schizophrenic choir. Like, you got I, the Tracy Allman of voices. Yes. Like, this is incredible yes. to me. We got to do a sketch someday I'm down. at some point. I'm down. I'm down. I'm seeing it. I, it's it's written. It's, it's ha- written. It's, it's already written. written. Jesse, Jesse, and Dion will produce it. It's happening. It's happening. Like, I, I'm down. I'm down. I got it. So on this show, we have a segment called the script where we always put people on to you know additional resources yes. where they can check out um, more information about the, what we're talking about. So in terms in this specific case, I would love for you to suggest some Black country music artists, yes. some other artists that folks can check out and support yes. uh, that they can get behind. Yes, Breland is one that I love so much. He just had his first number one. On country radio, so you should check him out. He's written with everybody from Keith Urban. Like, he is, like, the guy right now. He is. Um, Brittany Spencer, she is a Black woman in country music that I think is just incredible. She has an incredible voice. She is all things good in this world. She's doing some... She's opening, I think, for Megan Thee Stallion and some... wow. Some festival in Baltimore. She's from Baltimore. So you would love to listen to her. Who else? Mm, let me look on my phone. Cause I have, okay. My brain does not work. I'm wondering, does the NAACP awards have a country music category? Kane Brown. I'm sure y'all know Kane Brown. He's another really good one. Um, Blanco. Blanco Brown is another really dope country artist. He's actually already had a number one on country radio. Men are seem they seem to have a a, a better a time pass. a better time at you know making it in country music than people like us. But those are a few that I think you'd really like. You know what? I want to see. Um... I want to see the NAACP Awards add a country music category. Yes. Like, they have gospel, they have jazz, soul R&B, et cetera. And I'm sure that just by nature of there being such a small number of artists for this month, you know. And also, I, I think, you know, unintentionally, and I'm, I'm spitballing here, so don't. Yeah. Uh, this is not by any means based on any facts, but... Country has been so for so long relegated to like oh that's white people music yeah even though even though it is black people music that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna um it is I'm gonna make a call there's and suggest like, that I mean I don't know how far that will go but there is an influx of black artists that are really feeling empowered to pursue these careers. There's another guy named Chuck Adams. He's mm-hmm. really really good and cute. Women love him. He's like. <laughs> A little black Harry Styles or something like that. Who's really, really okay, good. Chuck yeah. Adams. Yeah. Chuck Adams, he's great too. But there are, you know, I again, for some reason, people feel comfortable with delegating us to this one little space. You and know? we can't be okay with that. No, we really, really can't. It's 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 it just bothers me too when you you hear even black pop artists that are clearly pop artists that are mm-hmm. still being delegated to the R&B category. 
right. Like Normani is a pop artist. Do- like, Doja Cat is a pop is artist. Is a pop artist. And they deserve like, that. They deserve that space, you know? Because then it can take away from, you know, like a Tayana Taylor or a yeah. her or even a Kalani. Like there's, there's spaces that... It, it, it's, You're so right. We've got to keep fighting is all I have to say about that. Well, we are so happy to see you continue to keep fighting. I know that it's, it's just, it, I feel like just the, the, when you just want to make your art and there's like this whole other beast yeah. of burden behind mm-hmm. you, it can, it can really weigh you down. It, it does. can also create drive, you know, and it's yeah. like, depending on the day. Yeah. <laughs> depending on the day, for sure. It there's some days that are easier than others, but when I see the change happening, when I see and hear other really, you know, famous in that genre country artists that are like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that keeps me going for sure. So thank you. your team how does your team and how does your label show up for you because they have to show up for you different than mm-hmm. they have to do for yeah you know what's the chick from american idol um carrie underwood come on yeah mm-hmm. like they gotta show up for you different than carrie underwood. well you know they've really started showing up for me in the hair department <laughs> <laughs> okay the you hair know. the hair and makeup department because for a lot of artists, especially in this genre, they get a hair and makeup person that does both. And I had this ain't just a blowout, baby. No, no, it's not. And I was just looking dusty and crusty and gray no. <laughs> with like crunchy hair and edges. It was so bad. And they really showed up for me in getting me a proper hair and makeup person. And it has changed my life and, and telling these white people and then being able to see the difference between a good lace, <laughs> lace front wig and a bad wig. They now know, they now know. And they're like, God, her we wig was not great. Teaching. And, teaching and, and they understand and they see the confidence that I have. I'm like, as a black woman mm. in a country space, I cannot come out right. there Black Twitter is going to get me. My this wig can't sit up. This wig can't. It can't sit up. Like somebody woke out they sleep. It can't. It cannot. So, you know, they've showed up for me in that way. They they showed up for me. You know, I'm going to just go ahead and tell this story because I'm still really upset about it. Um they've shown up to me in, in places. There is at one point in time the head of DEI at CMA is a white woman. Um, she caused a lot of drama in, in my life. Um, and, a a person who's head of diversity, equity, inclusion should right. support their artists. And there is at one point in time where she broke confidentiality to make me look bad. Oh, mm-hmm when all I was doing was fighting for racism and country music. Right. And she went to, and she took it upon herself. She took it upon oh, her. Ahead. She took it upon herself to, to talk to different news fronts without naming my name. 
And my label went to bat for me over that. Specifically. But she still has her job. She still you? has her job. Okay. She still has her job. But you said that they specifically did what? They specifically had my back. They specifically went to that um, that foundation, that major award show, and had it out with her and had my back. Whether they the board keeps her or not, they've one hundred had my percent had my back in in ways. If I've ever been invited to any of those award shows, they've made sure she's not near me, not next to me. Mm. Not sitting. That's next what to I me, mean. You know, that's protecting black women. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they that's protect protecting me. black women. Yes. And they protect. I'm me very happy way. to hear that. They have because you're making them money. So. And they have and they, and changes. I'm not only making changes in the country music industry for black people, for for women too. Like these women in country music, white women specifically, aren't thriving in this genre. Really, that's news to me. Oh. You, it's all in the data. Like there's been a huge study just so your listeners know, like there may be like three or four women in the top 30. I mean, I think that we only, if you're not a country music fan, you only hear about country, like at the Grammys per se. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like it's like, okay. I I mean, I feel like because I can name five. Yeah. Women, yeah, but mind you, it's over the course of like 30 years. Yeah, I'm like, well, you know, Reba McIntyre, yeah, Shania Twain, and exactly, Hill and Taylor Carrie Swift, Underwood and Taylor Swift. That's so, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's that bad, it is that bad. Um, for women, as so well. they're just not they don't get love no. from labels, or is it from the rep from the so in country music, country radio is still the way to, to make it and versus other genres okay. like streaming. And there's just other ways to yeah. make it in country music. It's specifically radio. And there was at one point in time, a radio person on record called compared women in country music to tomatoes and said, you know, you have the salad and women are the tomatoes where we only want a little bit of them here and there. So we just want to hear men singing about drinking and their dogs. Okay. Cause <laughs> and Daisy Dukes and tan lines and beer and more beer and more beer. And America. In America. America. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about what's been going on in Texas? Like as someone who is from Texas and it it continues to regress, I believe, politically. It's you know, it's I have to stop reading the news at times because it puts me in such a bad space. And there's certain things like, it's just, wow. Like who, for people that are so concerned about freedom, Mm -hmm. what they're doing isn't so, isn't so freeing, is it? I think, you know, what we've we're all coming to realize is that this idea of freedom is really nuanced mm-hmm. when it comes to anybody outside of a certain mm-hmm. fe- a certain phenotype, a certain yeah. religious background. You know, like freedom as long as it's means, my version of freedom. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and that to me is the 
complete antithesis of freedom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, freedom is actually just, you know, having the right to live your best life yeah. um, without hurt, without hurting anybody else. Yes. And this idea that people can, you know, come up with reasons why they're being hurt by someone making a decision about their bodies. The re- the fact that people are coming up with like, well, you're hurting me by talking about history. Well, it's fat. I'm not, it, even if I, even if someone doesn't express an opinion about history, it's just naming. So just saying what happened is hurting you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a lot of, you know, it's such a hard, I don't know how to feel if you want me to be perfectly honest, because please always be honest. Yeah. It's just like, you want us to vote a certain type of way, but we can't save you every time. And then you still not do anything for your people. Well, honey, <laughs> you know that, cause that, cause that right there, you know, this whole Democrat situation, I'd be like, who do you want to support you? <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, because my mom would always tell me, like, when people wouldn't come to my birthday party and I'd be like, so-and-so didn't come. She'd be like, yeah. focus on who came. Yeah. Focus on who came. Right. Don't worry about who didn't show up. Focus right. on who came. And so that's how I look at the Democrats. I'm just like, y'all are always so pressed about, like, some white constituency that's not even really allegiant to you. Um, but you have, instead of supporting and even strengthening the backing that has continually shown up for you, you take it for granted. And 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 I know there's people listening like, well, you had said to vote for Biden. I absolutely did say that because I felt like, you know what, Let, that can buy us some time. Right. Um, because this Trump situation is bigger than I think most people really understand. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and I want us to hold these folks accountable. Right. And... The, but the other part of it is people feeling like, well, then I'm not going to vote at all. And I'm like, well, no, that doesn't, that doesn't no, either. no, especially when you have the privilege to vote, you should definitely use that. The privilege to vote. Mm. Well, we have had the honor and the privilege to have you here. I, we're so happy that we were able to make this happen. I, you, I can't even tell you what an honor it is to talk to you. I feel like I should be the one asking you the questions because you're just if you have any questions I'm here (laughs) I just think you're incredible I don't you know like what you're doing for black people and and black women specifically it's just your presence is just so important and it's so much bigger than I think even you realize at least for me you are and I just I just thank you I thank you for what you've done for me you didn't have to do that and you had my back, not even knowing me. And it it really, really, really meant a lot. I can't even tell you. That means a lot to me because I just feel like all we got is us. That's it. You know, all we got is us. And I know that it's got to be very isolating mm-hmm. where you, the space that you're in, yeah. the, you know, carving, carving a space out is incredibly yeah. isolating yeah. by nature of just, it's just you. And I'm glad to hear that there's other artists there that are now starting to show yeah. up and that you guys can, can band together. Um, how do you feel like we can best support you all? 
You know, again, it's just researching and and streaming our music and and finding these artists and supporting them and following them and sharing them and and encouraging other artists if this is something that they want to do, like pursue country music. Literally, the only way that we can truly see change is in power the power of numbers, and and it's happening. Like I said, every time I go to award show and see more black people in that crowd and seeing that black girl out there and be able to look at her with pride. And we have that understanding. It's just really beautiful to see. And, and that's how you support us. What you're doing, what you've done for me. Well, y'all heard it. Okay. (laughs) Y'all, y'all heard it. Y'all right here. Uh, you know, we we got to continue. I know that it is, as black folks in this country, it really is exhausting to, on a regular basis, feel like we have to show up in purpose. Yeah. Um, not just artistically, but politically. Yes. And, um, I, but me being the consummate realist I am, it's where we still are. Yep. And I know that there's folks that would like to say that that's not the case. Um, and maybe that makes you feel good. To, to think that, but as long as you're still showing up, I'm fine. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, still show up. We just have to keep showing up yeah. no matter how hard it gets, no matter if you think your vote doesn't count. Like, it does. It does. It does. And you said something about just, like, you know, having the privilege to vote. Yeah. You know, like, we are... Don't get me wrong. There, This country is, is incredibly fucked up and moving backwards. Mm-hmm. However, there is spaces that we've been able to carve out on the shoulders of those who came yes. before us. And we are privileged to be able to even exactly. continue to carve those spaces exactly. out. So it is our responsibility. 100% you know? and, it's our responsibility. After what so many of our people went through to get this opportunity and this privilege, it's our duty to do that. And let me tell you all, it's so short. Like, it's it's a short time span. You know, when we look at, like... Japan and China and India, like these, these are civilizations that have been in existence for like thousands and thousands. They was like, they were like, Jesus, who we know about him. We're we're like, so America in its existence and in our freedom as black people, like we are new in the game. Mm -hmm. And when folks try to act like, oh, like you should get over that, you know, that was so long ago. It's It's not not that long ago. Some of these people are still alive. We are living history. And so <laughs> they are still we gotta, alive. <laughs> we gotta continue and uh we will continue to support you, Mickey. Thank you. And continue to consider like I feel like I have to be so much more conscious now of like, okay, I gotta consider country as a space. You gotta <laughs> consider it as a space. <laughs> it's here. It's a space, it's a space for us, and we're creating that space. We'll keep on Damn going. It. We're gonna keep on supporting. Damn it! Yes! <laughs> God them. She she and uh keep on grinding. We and we, and you know what? Shout out to Grant for, for right? shouting you out and like and check checking he you checked because me. you need that. He checked me. <laughs> you need that. By the way, when I when I was Googling just getting my my thoughts together for the interview, one of the questions was, What is Mickey Guyton's husband? <laughs> and I'm like, he, oh, because he got brown. He, he got brown in the skin. They like, like what who is Because you can't tell. He looks Middle Eastern, <laughs> but he's black, Japanese, and Portuguese. So there y'all go. We answer there here. Go. Like, what? What is that? You can't tell what he is. It's definitely, <laughs> yeah. It's my, yeah, poor guy. 
<laughs> so, Everybody's like, always like, what is he? He's black. There, and there you have it. Yep. There we did. We did it. I, so, like, true, uh, girl, I'm still just blown away. I'm going to go cry now. I'm like, I'm like a legit fan. Where are you? Where are you on May 18th? Do you know? I'm closing on a house in Nashville. Mm. What's going Do you on? Have to physically be there? I might I might not necessarily. What's going on? I'll make whatever happen. Well, we're in the process of closing on a contract. So fingers crossed, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Um, we're in the process of closing on a contract to do Smart, Funny, and Black as a Juneteenth special for Ooh. TBS and HBO. And I would want you to sing, um, lift Bye. every voice and sing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lift every voice and sing. Yeah. Please. Okay. <laughs> I just Jesse'd you. By you the did. Way. You did. I'm like, Lord, let me go. Well, and he's learn. executive producing it. Okay. He's executive producing. Okay. So, you know, Jesse did my special. Like, Jesse, he's we the, are. He's the one. He is. I was telling him, I'm like, you know, you're the new Clarence Avon, right? He is. He's also going to give you. He's going to give you game in the middle of it. Like, yeah. all right, this is what you need to ask him for your contract. You need uh, to make sure they give you. Uh, isn't he the like, best? Like, that is what I want to do for black people, man. I want to do that. Well, you're doing it. You're doing it. And I think, you know, as you continue to just, you know, gain your confidence and your grounding in that yeah. space, like you are going to have the capability to lead, yeah. you know, and create spaces specifically for building blackness in yes. country music. Like there needs to be like a Mickey Guyton competition. Yeah. You know? I would love all that. Just, I just want to support. That's it. You should talk to Jesse about doing a show that does that. Okay. Okay. I'm in. Like, you could literally just say to Jesse, like, I want to do a show where we are highlighting black country music artists by giving them the opportunity to break into the space. And he'll be like, all right, give me two weeks. Oh, my God. Okay, uh, I'm going to talk to, I'm gonna <laughs> talk to him about it then. I'm going to talk to him about it. Because that's how you start to really, like, shift shit, is you just do it without them. Yes. That's kind of what I'm, my label, they just backed me up. I think my best friend is here. Rita? <laughs> Come in. Come in. Yeah, I've known well, her since I was 15. Thank you so much. Tell Rena I say hi. Rena, Amanda says hi. Hello, Hello Rena. A podcast network.